0: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, we are talking about the Le'Veon Bell holdout. We are now into day three of his holdout. The original expectation is that he would show up on Labor Day, on Monday. He did not. He did not show up on Tuesday. Of course, that was kind of a day off. Uh, But the new expectation was that he would show up on Wednesday, and that, of course, a big day ...for the Steelers because that's the day that they were going to install their game plan for this week. Uh, and it's, it's a big practice, a big day for the team. And if Le'Veon misses Wednesday, he would be very unlikely then to play in Sunday's game. Well, it was very evident early on in the day as we got close to that 9 a.m. meeting the, St- the Steelers players had in the morning... ...that Le'Veon Bell was a no-show again at the Steelers facility. And he missed both the meetings and practice, meaning that now it's very unlikely, even if he were to show up on Thursday or Friday or even Saturday, that he would definitely not be uh, a, a participant in that game on Sunday. Now, in his place, while we didn't see or hear from Le'Veon Bell, we did hear from his agent, Adisa Bakari, went on Sirius XM to outline why Le'Veon Bell is holding out and kind of give you some insight into when we can expect to see Le'Veon Bell again at Steeler facilities, so I'm going to play that clip for you guys today. We're going to talk about that. We have a lot, a lot to talk about with this Le'Veon Bell holdout. How long will Le'Veon Bell hold out? Did the Steelers know this was his plan? Some reactions from his teammates. Again, a lot. His teammates had a lot to say today. No one really holding back at this point. David DeCastro, Ramon Foster had some strong words for Le'Veon about this situation. And then Marquise Pouncey. I'm going to play for a clip from him. Again, he had some pretty strong words about Le'Veon Bell and really we're going to talk today about what happens next here right what what is the Steelers recourse at this point we are now into Wednesday into Thursday with no sign of Le'Veon Bell can they trade Le'Veon Bell at this point should they trade Le'Veon Bell at this point should they rescind the franchise tag what does that do for them when we can expect to see Le'Veon Bell back uh, what this what this does to their Super Bowl hopes, what this does both in a short term and a long term. We're going to talk about all of it today. We have, we have a lot of a lot to go over. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. If you want to find more of this podcast, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts. Search for Locked On Steelers. Hit the subscribe button. You're going to get your daily dose. Also, make sure you visit the Facebook page. It is live now, still setting up. The Facebook group will have that ready to go on Monday after the Cleveland Browns game. But go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers. Make sure you like that page, uh, subscribe to that. And then follow me on Twitter, at Steeler Country. Stay up to date with this entire Le'Veon Bell situation uh, as we get closer to Sunday's game. Before we talk about the Le'Veon Bell holdout, let's start today with some news and notes. Uh, getting lost in all of this, right, is that we do have a game on Sunday. I mean, the Steelers open their season on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. So let's go over the practice report today as both teams at practice. For Cleveland, it was linebacker James Burgess who missed practice. He was the only player uh, for the Cleveland Browns to miss practice. Wide receiver Josh Gordon, Seth DeValve, their tight end, tackle Desmond Harrison, defensive tackle Trevon Coley, and linebacker Jannard Avery all limited for the Browns in practice. And of those limited players, really only Josh Gordon and Trevon Coley are listed as starters, so I think those are the only players uh, that we're going to see meaningful minutes. Although, you, know, you heard Jeff yesterday, right? There's a lot of expectation that we could see some of Jannard Avery in some sub packages. Uh, maybe Desmond Harrison could play some left tackle. So we may see some, those guys may see some time on Sunday as well if they're healthy. Again, both of those guys were limited. And then defensive back Demarius Randall was a full participant for the Browns in practice. He had been dealing with a knee injury. He seems like he'll be good to go for Sunday. Overall, again, while Cleveland has a number of guys injured, I think seven or eight guys on that practice report, again, a lot of them limited, right? No one really seems to have any sort of uh serious or lingering issues. Uh, even Josh Gordon's hamstring, he seems to be working his way back from everyone in Cleveland seems confident that he'll be ready to go on Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then on the other side, for the Steelers, really the only good news of the day is we were dealing with this Le'Veon Bell situation all day. The good news was that the Steelers practice went very well the only player listed as a partial participant in practice was Vance McDonald and again Vance McDonald hasn't practiced in over a month so this was this was great news to hear uh, that that he had returned to practice now he was only limited but with that foot injury having kept him out a month you know this is his way of working himself back and while I think it's it's unreasonable to expect that he would be ready to go for Sunday's game, being that he's missed a, a month of practice now. I do think this sets him up to potentially make his return during the home opener next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. But other than that, other than Vance McDonald, everyone fully healthy, full participants in practice. Antonio Brown, T.J. Watt, Morgan Burnett, Sean Davis, Mike Hilton, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. James Washington, right? All of these players that we've seen come up and down, and off, on and off the injury report throughout training camp, throughout preseason— they are all healthy and ready to go now, at least at Wednesday's practice. Hopefully no setbacks during this practice that so we can see this team get to full health for Sunday. And then finally, I do want to talk about some number changes that have happened in Pittsburgh. A couple players changing their numbers. And you might be thinking, oh, good. Is Terrell Edmonds changing his number from 34? Because that's kind of a weird number for a safety. No, he is not. Edmonds had already committed to 34 being his number in the long term. Uh, Again, I I agree, it's a a strange number, number 34 for a safety, but he's going to keep it. James Washington is going to keep 13. Uh, A lot of these players are going to keep their numbers. In fact, everyone we were hoping was going to change their number did not. Jalen Samuels even keeping number 38 uh, as a running back. The two players that did change their number, Zach Banner, the offensive lineman that was kind of a surprise keep on the roster when it was announced on Saturday. Again, the Steelers keeping nine offensive linemen instead of eight, and Zach Banner was kind of that ninth offensive lineman he changed his number from 69 to 72 Uh, so he will now wear 72 for the Steelers and then Ryan Switzer who came on to this team late and again came on to the team at a time when really you know it's a 90-man roster and every number had pretty much been chosen at that point so he really didn't have a whole lot of choice when it came to what his number was going to be he took 18 from Justin Thomas who had been cut to make room for Ryan Switzer Ryan Switzer now changes from 18 to 10 so how about that Uh, We were going into this season with Quadri Henderson, and we were thinking, hey, our our return guy could be number 10 on both kick and punt return, and that will be the case. It just won't be Quadri Henderson, unfortunately. It will be Ryan Switzer. Uh, Ryan Switzer previously wore 10 with the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get to this Le'Veon Bell holdout situation, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's show, MyBookie. You know, just as important as who you're betting on is who you're betting with, and that's why this season, MyBookie is your best bet. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use, and that's why I'm recommending them this year. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, and then let's get to this Le'Veon Bell holdout. I think a lot of us didn't expect it to even get this far. I know I did not. I was shocked this morning when Le'Veon Bell didn't show up. And, you know, it was funny because when Le'Veon didn't show up this morning, of course, the wheels start turning and, and you start thinking, and, and this, this kind of happened on Twitter as it evolved, as the hours went on in the day. And people started thinking, okay, well, when's the next day Le'Veon could show up, right? He's not going to show up today. And if he wanted to play, he would show up. So unlikely he's going to just show up on Thursday or Friday, right? But then people started penciling in Saturday as the next possible day that he could show up, right? Okay, Saturday, that would make sense because if he shows up on Saturday, he still gets his game check for Sunday, but because he showed up on Saturday, you know, the game plan would have have, have already moved on without him, you know, he he would not have practiced at all, so very unlikely the Steelers would use him, right? So he can get his game check and not play in the game, Uh, you know, again, kind of doing a holdout, kind of a best of both worlds for Le'Veon, right? He holds out, but he still gets paid, so that was what people were thinking, okay, Saturday makes a lot of sense if he's gonna show up, this week. Then we heard Adisa Bakari go on Sirius XM radio to discuss this holdout, and that kind of changed everything. So I'm going to play for you what Sirius XM released, the audio that they released from an extended interview. This is kind of the end of it as the interviewers get to uh, just what is the deal with this Le'Veon Bell holdout. What is your plan moving forward then? Because you can't
1: work out a long-term deal.
0: And if, if he's not going to be there for each of the 16 games
1: this season, there, there's going to be money that's left on the table. So what is the plan moving forward for Le'Veon Bell? I'll answer that question with a question. Because you know very well uh, you know Brady and Bruce, and I'm not obviously going to discuss our plan publicly. But I'll answer the question or, t- or attempt to with a question. What would the goal, you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, and you possibly have a once in a generation player for one more season what would your plan be well i can understand that from the team's perspective i would no, try I'll to, you to how, I, I, yeah. what, would, what would you do i would use with that hypothetical much, player i would use, use him as much as possible to make sure that we have the best possible chance of of winning that super bowl and obviously him okay. touching the football running and catching is big, but that doesn't answer the question of what you guys are – what's your plan moving forward? Oh, I mean, I think if – you know, you can read in between those lines. Now, right. Is this for the entire season, though, or just up until week 10? When we find out. I think Mike Tomlin said it best yesterday. He'll get there when he's there, and, and we'll address those issues when he arrives. So so just – and Adisa, I, I want to kind of sum up because we're going to run out of time in a minute, but it sounds like you're saying in an effort to protect himself for real free agency – He's going to limit the time with the Steelers. You said I'll ask you a question with a question, so we'll read between the lines. You joined us over the summer and said the plan was the same as last year. Do you mind me asking you what's changed other than maybe no, that mindset? No. no, I said no. Again, if memory serves me, I said Levian had, had every intention to make this the best season of his career. That has not changed. That's his intention, to make this the best statistical season of his career. Well, again, you know, with all due respect, to this, my question to you was, will the plan be the same? And you, your response was, barring something unexceptional, yes. This is a
0: different plan, is it not?
1: Well, and then there you go. We had something exceptional to occur.
0: So there you go. Something exceptional happened over the last couple months. He wouldn't say what. Uh, how long is Le'Veon Bell going to hold out? He wouldn't say, uh, you know, what? what is the reason for Le'Veon Bell holding out or what is, you know. What is the process here? We have to read between the lines. This kind of deception and the, the, the whole disingenuous nature of this holdout at this point, boy, it does rub you the wrong way, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, look, Steeler fans feel betrayed today. The Steeler organization, in a lot of ways, feels betrayed today. And the players certainly felt betrayed today. If you've heard some of their quotes, I'm going to I'm gonna read some of them here in a minute. But that's by design from Le'Veon Bell and Adisa Bakari, right? They wanted you to believe that Le'Veon Bell was coming in on Monday because they said as much. They wanted you to believe that Le'Veon Bell could come in on Wednesday because, again, they said as much. Barring something exceptional, Le'Veon Bell will be ready to go for week one. What was the exceptional thing that happened But over the last couple months? I don't know. He And Deesa Bakari certainly is not going to tell you. Now, he will tell you to read between the lines as far as why Le'Veon Bell is holding out. And if you read between those lines, it sounds like Le'Veon Bell doesn't like the amount of touches that he's been getting over the past couple of seasons or the amount of touches he was likely to get in 2018. He got 400 touches a year ago. He got uh, very close to 400 touches in 2016, very close to 400 touches again in 2015. That is how Le'Veon Bell is used in Pittsburgh. He knew that going into the negotiations in July. He knew that coming out of the negotiations in July. And if that is the reason why he is holding out, then when when he said 2018 is going to be my best statistical season of all time, and when Adisa Bakari said that barring something exceptional, uh, he will not be holding out, he will be there and ready to go for week one. Again, those were both very disingenuous statements. And Adisa Bakari continues to use that line and say that 2018 is going to be his best statistical season I don't see how that can be the case when Le'Veon Bell is at least going to hold out one game and and really if you listen to Adisa there it doesn't sound like this is going to be a one game holdout right this sounds like it's going to be multiple games Le'Veon can hold out up to 10 games in 2018 and then sign his franchise tag play out the rest of the season and go into 2019 as an unrestricted free agent not have to worry about the Steelers franchising him again because that would be three years in a row and the Steelers would then have to pay him quarterback money sounds like this is gonna be a long long holdout for Le'Veon Bell but we were told by Le'Veon Bell this can be my best season we were told by Adisa Bakari don't worry barring something exceptional he'll be there for week one that to me is what is is really what gets me about this Le'Veon Bell holdout about this whole thing and I think that's why you're seeing the the, the locker room turn on Le'Veon Bell and turn so quickly, it's not by accident that you thought he was going to show up on Monday. It's not by accident that the players thought he would show up on Wednesday. That was by design by Adisa Bakari and by Le'Veon Bell. And, and, and on Wednesday when he didn't show up, that is when his agent decided to go out into the media and talk about why this is happening. But even then, in talking to the media, he still couldn't be straightforward about it, right? He still had to tell you to read between the lines and not going not, not gonna to tell you how long and not going to tell you what that exceptional thing that happened that caused this holdout. The, the the deception, the disingenuous nature of this whole thing, you know, it's again, it, it is the, the lack of professionalism from Le'Veon Bell and from Adisa Bakari. That is really what disappoints me in this situation. Uh, the Steelers media asked, to get comments from Kevin Colbert today. They went to the PR director, uh, Burt Lawton, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and instead of getting a comment from Kevin Colbert, instead, Burt Lawton uh, told them, quote, we are not going to discuss any conversations through the media. If Adisa would like to talk further, he has the phone number to our offices. So again, sounds like the Pittsburgh Steelers had no idea this was coming at all. Neither Le'Veon Bell or Adisa Bacari likely told the Steelers that this holdout Was coming again. They were again led to believe that he would be there for week one. So, how long is this holdout going to be? Sounds like it's going to be long. I would, I would guess it'll be the full 10 weeks. Hell, I, 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 (laughs) there's a real chance here that Le'Veon Bell never plays another game as a Pittsburgh dealer. He could actually hold out the entire season. Now, you might think, well, you know, doesn't he have to sign at some point this season so he goes into next year as an unrestricted free agent? Technically, yes. Although, if he doesn't sign the franchise tag, if he doesn't play at all this season, he can go into next year and uh, be an unrestricted free agent again. The Steelers would be able to then franchise him again at the fourteen and a half million dollar price tag they did this season. But after holding out a season after the Steelers essentially wasting fourteen and a half million dollars on Le'Veon Bell, you know why would they do that again, right? Why would they waste fourteen and a half million dollars again? On Le'Veon Bell when they could just move on and use that money elsewhere I find it very unlikely that the Steelers would franchise him again in 2019 and so look you know it is an option it's certainly an option for Le'Veon Bell there look you know there's still the option he could he could uh, sit out the full 10 weeks and then come back in week 11 which makes it very awkward for this team as they move forward with James Conner as their starting running back you know, again, the the train is going to have long left the station there when Le'Veon shows up in week eleven or twelve, whenever it will be. Um, you know, are they going to put him in as the starter then? Are they going to bench James Conner and put him in? I guess it'll depend on how James Conner looks. But I mean, you're again, you're going to have a Le'Veon Bell who's not in football shape. It's mid season. That team will be fighting for a playoff spot and a division title and. And all of that, and you're gonna put in a Le'Veon Bell, who again is gonna take a couple weeks to get his legs underneath him again to get back into football shape to look like Le'Veon Bell again. Boy, that's gonna be a really awkward situation. I've heard yeah, you know, a lot a lot of Steelers fans say they should just rescind the franchise tag, they should just get rid of Le'Veon Bell. The problem for that is look, yes, it does save this team $15 million in salary cap space in 2018, but what are you really gonna use that salary cap cap space for? In 2018, again, the Steelers have cleared out just about 10 million dollars at this point in cap space with some of the moves that they've made over the past week. So opening another 15 million dollars, right? I mean, that puts you 25 million dollars under the salary cap. But what are you going to use that salary cap space on? There's there's no players out there that really would demand anywhere close to that amount of money as a free agent. And again, you know, all the 53 man rosters are set. You know, no big free agents are even left out there. And if you if you rescind the franchise tag. For Le'Veon Bell, you're gonna help a, you're really gonna help a competitor, right? I mean, he can go out and sign with someone else in the AFC and, and then sign long term there and play in 2018. All you're doing at that point is helping a, a, the competition. So I don't think the Steelers will rescind the franchise tag. Now trading him has also been brought up. The Steelers could trade Le'Veon Bell. I think this is probably more likely than rescinding it, but still very, very unlikely. There's a lot of hurdles in the way for the Steelers to trade. Le'Veon Bell. Number one, uh, what are you going to get back for Le'Veon Bell at this point? Again, you've heard Disa Bakari there. He doesn't sound like Le'Veon Bell wants to play many games in 2018. Sounds really like he wants to play as few reps as he possibly can in 2018 as he works his way towards 2019 free agency. Whatever team you trade him to, they can't sign him to a long-term deal until 2019 either. So this is not the case where you could sign they could be like a, you know, we'll trade him to you guys and then you sign him to a long-term deal. That can't happen, right? So, whoever you trade him to is essentially getting him on a rental deal until they try to work out a deal with him in 2019, but there's no guarantees that he doesn't just walk from that other team and and sign long-term somewhere else. Then what kind of compensation are you going to get from that team? Cuz you'd have to get better than the 3rd round pick in 2020. That you're going to get as a compensatory selection from the NFL. So, can you get a second-round pick for Le'Veon Bell right now? Could you, you know, I mean, a first-round pick would be great. But what team is going to give you a first or second-round pick for essentially what would be a, you know, a six-game rental in 2018 with no guarantees that he'll be with that team long-term? I think it's, I think it's a long shot from that perspective. And then, really, the the you know, what seals the deal here on, on the fact that any sort of trade is so unlikely. Is this is the fact that Le'Veon Bell can essentially veto any trade because he has to sign his franchise tag before he can be traded? At this point, it seems like he has no, uh, you know, he has no intention of signing it. So again, you work out a trade with another team, but if he doesn't like the team he's being traded to, he just says no, doesn't sign his franchise tag, and the trade is off. So again, even if the Steelers were to get you know the Oakland Raiders to come in and, and offer them a first round pick for Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers couldn't even say yes without Le'Veon Bell also saying yes. So, I mean, the Steelers' hands are really tied there when it comes to trading him. I think most likely right now they're going to just have to keep him on the roster or keep him with the franchise tag and whenever he shows up, he shows up. It's going to be really awkward when he gets back into it. Uh, But, you know, again, that's where this team is right now with Le'Veon Bell. They're they're really stuck in a tough spot and a lot of it is Le'Veon Bell's doing. Again, the the whole deception that we've that we've had over the past couple months and in, in deceiving everyone into thinking that he was gonna show up and be ready to go for week one kind of lulled everyone into a false sense of security. Could the Steelers have tried to trade him earlier in the process, right? Could they have rescinded this franchise tag earlier and tried to make a big move in free agency? Unlikely, but but possible, right? But because Le'Veon Bell was still saying the kind of things that made you think he would be there. And ready to go for week one. It meant that the Steelers didn't do any of those things. And now here we are in week one of the regular season. And we're stuck with a holdout Le'Veon Bell. And again, I think, you know, the Steelers in a Super Bowl year right now. This is a team that can certainly win a Super Bowl. It seems like Le'Veon Bell not really interested in that in 2018. He is far more interested in being healthy and getting paid in 2019. And that has really rubbed the locker room the wrong way. Ramon Foster saying, quote, nobody is taking this well at all. That guy comes in half the season and he still will make more than me. So F it, right? And again, Ramon Foster is the NFL PA representative for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he was not not holding back today whatsoever. He also said, quote, what do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn. I guess we'll treat it as such. I just hate it came to this. uh, When David DeCastro was asked about Le'Veon Bell and his holdout, he said, quote, just sit out the whole year then. This is the offensive line that has blocked For Le'Veon Bell uh, for the past five seasons and they have completely turned on as have have most players in that locker room. Again, I think it comes from the fact that these players were all led to believe one thing by Le'Veon Bell by his agent and now they all feel like this is a slap in the face to them and in a lot of ways it is a slap in the face to them. This is a team that is ready to win a Super Bowl and they thought Le'Veon Bell was ready to win a Super Bowl as well and again, he is far more interested in being healthy and getting paid in 2019 I want to play for you the full media availability for Marquise Pounty today he talked to the media for about five minutes today talked about everything from Le'Veon Bell's holdout to why he was so confident Le'Veon Bell would show up on Wednesday and how this team is moving forward with James Conner
1: some belief he was coming was at a guest did he say something
2: and welch on it or I just I just felt confident that he was going to come but now that he didn't obviously there's Le'Veon over the Steelers and we're we're the Steelers and we're gonna play as the Steelers. Has anybody talked to him, to your knowledge? We had conversation with him, a couple of the old linemen did, and it was all good conversation. But at this point, it's bigger than business. Is it kind of like the preseason and campus for business? and then- yeah, the OTAs, the preseason, all that. But now when it's game time and you know that you have $14 million loaning out there and you're still not hearing the team really wants you here just, at this point, we got Connor.
1: Do you feel like this could have been avoided, like you said, maybe on over the Steelers? Do you think this could have been avoided if he was upfront, advance and saying, Look, I'm not going to come in if you franchise me, period? It's always better
2: to, to speak your own opinions about things. And obviously, when you don't say nothing at all, people have judgment, and rightfully so. Marcus,
1: when you say now, it's bigger
2: than business. Can you clarify that a little bit? Well, just because the business part was our, I get, I get it. You know what? You're a little mad they didn't get things done. I mean, all of us at some point would be hurt in, in that situation. But now that it's game day, we have a game this Sunday. Now we're all the way into the game plan as the Wednesday practice goes, and uh. And you're still not here, then it's big in his business. You know. What have you seen out of Connor? You mentioned him a couple times. What did I say to oh. him. What have you seen out of him that uh, gives I him mean, He runs the ball really, really hard. And he's really locked in. He pass blocks really, really well. And uh, we're all excited about him. See what he's gonna do. Is it different to block for him than it was to for belt, given their different styles? Uh, blocking is blocking. You got to fit up on guys. You got to have double teams. You got to open the lane. So that is what it is. Did you do? Did you do anything better than Le'Veon? Hit the hole faster or anything like that? I oh, don't know. Stars are made every year, so hopefully it aligns for him. Do you take this personally? Oh, him not here now? Honestly, I'm such a team guy that that doesn't affect me at all. But at this point, it looks like to all of us that he's not in the game plan. So we're going to move ahead with Connor, and Connor's eager and ready to get out there
0: across cross the line for you guys just personally and then like, all right, yeah, you know, it is a game. We are trying to do something. What would you say? It cross the line for y'all as opposed to too
2: busy. Cross the line. I think we are just all grown enough to finally accept things at some point. And you're just like, all right, you know what? If you don't want to be here, it is, it is what it is. And hold out 10 weeks. It's totally fine with us. Like, as a team, we're, we're totally fine. It takes 11 guys, not just one. Do
0: you think that's what it is, though? Like, 9 or 10 in terms of holding out? What do you mean? Like, then, do you see it as like, you're going to hold up all the time? I mean, at this point, why not?
2: Right. Pounce, you said Wednesday. Um, I, th- I really thought Wednesday. Trust me, I really did. did After the conversation, a couple text messages, and knowing Le'Veon's a competitor and wants to be the best in the league and go out there and obviously have to prove everything all over again. But obviously, he proved all of us wrong.
1: Is it a hunch
2: on your part that it's completely coming from him, or do you think he's getting bad advice from his agent? If it's his agent, then hell, I wouldn't sign with him.
1: Did he kind of show you up at all by, by
2: you coming out by saying what he's and did not show up? No, showing me yeah. up. Heck no. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I thought one thing, and he obviously moved a different way. But personally, I mean, showing me yeah. up, I mean, unless he was going to come yelling at, yell at my face or something, that ain't happening. You know that, bro. How does, you, this, how does this affect your quarterback? I mean, he had, that was his... He touched the ball 406 times. It's always so, a little safety blanket there. Well, ben, well Ben's a Hall of ben, Famer. Ben's the end, but Ben's dealing with the new offensive coordinator, and now he doesn't have his running back. As far as new coordinator, I can't say that, because Randy's been here like 12, 13 years. But uh, as far as affecting Ben, he's a Hall of Famer. Obviously, he's done played in his career here, eight different running backs, so I don't think it affects him that much. When we had D'Angelo, we had the – I don't even think I played that, but we had the number one rushing offense in the league. So it's not, I mean, trust me, it's bigger than one player. Is he a great player? Absolutely. we all respect him and think he's one of the best? Absolutely, but this is a team sport and we all know that. Does he hurt this team? No, this team's totally fine. This team's a veteran team. we got a lot of older guys that have been through a lot of situations. Obviously, you guys have seen the ups and downs that we've been through, and uh, we're strong. We're strong-minded, we got strong will, and we're just ready to play football.
1: Does it maybe even get you more focused?
2: More focused, no, because I think coaching the guys do a great job of it, but as far as moving on with the plan that we have in place now, then that's the focus.
0: What's
2: the word to him, you know, if or when he shows up? It's the, it's the what? Like, what do you say to him when, if or when he shows up? What's up? Are you ready? <laughs> I I mean. We'll have to see. We we'll got to see his conditioning. We we'll got to see how locked he is, locked in that he is with the team and see how things go with that. Did you really think he'd be here today? Did you, I, it really thought he, I really him? thought he was going to be here. Honestly, I really did. But obviously he proved a lot of us wrong. You guys have. You have three Pro Bowl offensive linemen back, Pro Bowl quarterback, wide receiver, kicker. I mean, there, there's a window to have everybody back in tact. Do you feel like this is messing with Super Bowl plans? Nah, heck nah, because guys get injured every year. You know what I mean? You I could, could, could just look at it, chalk it up as injury. The next guy up, the next man up, you got to go in there and win. And obviously, we don't have guys go down before hell, even myself. And guys, and I stepped up and played a major role. But this is a decision. This isn't something that happened. This is something that chose to I mean, it's yeah, by one decision. person, not by... The yeah, team, but I'm uh, saying it's affecting those teams. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's like it, like he's injured. It's not even here. It doesn't us one bit. Trust me. We still went out there and did forty plays at practice, and everything looked good. Absolutely, all the things he's been through, you know, the cancer beating that, obviously being a
0: big time you know player in college, and then falling in the draft. Zone. So I mean, he has a lot of things to be hungry about. Le'Veon Bell certainly got a long way to go to win this locker room back, if and when he does return to this team. Again, I guess it could be as soon as Saturday. He could show up on Saturday, get his paycheck this week, not play in Sunday's game, and then be back and available uh, for the Week 2 game. It sounds much more likely, though, that this is going to be a long-term holdout, and he'll be gone for at least uh, the first couple weeks, and I think all the way up to uh, Week 10 is when we can likely see Le'Veon again. Now the question becomes James Conner. What is James Conner going to bring at the running back position, of course, James Conner has looked good in the preseason, but it is still an open question as to how he's going to look in regular season games. We, you know, again, we've seen him in very limited capacity a season ago. There were a lot of questions about him as far as his ability to. Uh, to pass block, his ability to catch the ball at the backfield. We saw him against the Tennessee Titans do much better as a receiver in that game. I think I'm, I have less worry there. I really do it, it, it like the the body transformation that he's had year one to year two. How slippery he is now. His ability to run through contact has gotten much better in 2018, and hopefully that could, that will translate onto the football field. Look, this game against Cleveland, I don't think it's affected by the Le'Veon Bell holdout, right? As I said yesterday. It's, it, you know, this is much ado about nothing for the Cleveland game. You know, Le'Veon Bell, again, saw 10 carries a season ago. I don't think he was going to see much of the field, if even if he had showed up on Wednesday. I think this was going to be much more of a game about James Conner, given how good James Conner looked in the, in the preseason. The Steelers couldn't afford to go into this game and be as one-dimensional as they were a season ago, and they won't have to be with James Conner. Now, the question is not going to just be about James Conner against Cleveland, where I think he can do well. The question is going to be can how long does James Conner hold up for and and you know can James Conner sustain this workload over a 5 7 10 week period which is what he's likely going to be asked to do in 2018. He's coming off of that severe knee injury. We'll see how that holds up. The Steelers look they don't have a ton of depth behind James Conner right now. You know, they have Steven Ridley, they have Jalen Samuels, uh, but you know all all eyes on James Conner right now. I wish him the best of luck. I know a lot of Steeler fans are going to be, you know, hoping that he puts up a big performance. So, in some way, to kind of stick it to Le'Veon Bell for holding out here. Uh, but again, the best of luck to James Conner on Sunday. How do you think this Le'Veon situation plays out? Do you think he shows up uh, next week or anytime soon? Do you think this is kind of a, a half season holdout for Le'Veon Bell? Let me know. SteelerCountry at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry, or you can write in on the Facebook page, Locked on Steelers. On Facebook. How would you handle Le'Veon Bell if you were the Pittsburgh Steelers? All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I will be back tomorrow with Christopher Carter of DK Pittsburgh Sports to break down the Steelers Browns matchup right here on Locked On Steelers.